Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Psalm 1611, I know it's our Sunday before Christmas and in August I really had a series about joy, uh, really uh, just a, a burden for that for the end of the year. A couple reasons I really think it's appropriate and the times that we live in, let's just be honest, we live in a not so joyful time. I mean, just watching news or walk around, you see it on people, you see it happening all around you. It just seems like, boy, if one thing is lacking in our world, it is joy. I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is something deeper that comes from God. And so uh, we talked about what that looks like over the last few weeks. We're going to wrap it up today, um, appropriately so. And I just want to share a few things uh, today to kind of just bring this all to a close. And let's start again in Psalm 1611, kind of our foundational scripture for the series. And here's what it says. You will show me the path of life. I love that word path. You'll show me the path of life. Uh, you realize that every um, path God has leads to him. I mean, really, I mean, it sounds like, okay, well, that's obvious, but we're not always on that path, right? I mean, you know, so if we say amen, and I realize that, my next question would be, well, are you on that then? If it leads to him, why wouldn't you be, right? But God has a path for each and every one of us, and it leads to his presence, because in his presence, you'll find the scripture then says, your presence is fullness of joy. So every path God has leads to his presence, which gives us peace, fullness of joy. It's good to be on the path of God, Amen. And so from time to time, we make course adjustments. And when we find that path and our obedience, we walk that out. We find the fullness of his presence, which brings joy at your right hand are pleasures evermore. So we talked about joy is not necessarily a feeling. There's a lot of things associated with it, but it's not a feeling. It's an emotion. It is something that's developed, not discovered. Um, meaning that you make choices to put you on the path, if you will. You make choices to develop the joy around you, even in the midst of circumstances that are saying something different. Circumstances that are pulling on you and they're not so pleasant, not so wonderful. You can have joy, according to the scriptures, in the midst of that, if you'll learn to develop that. And so we've been talking about that because it just seems like there's a great weight to life, if you will. I want to say it that way. There's a weight to life. In fact, when you study this idea in today's world, and if you'll spend time looking at statistics, not that we're all excited about all that, but you'll see that people, actually, statistically speaking, studies show that people laugh less. They're laughing less. Uh, there's a rise on stress, anxiety, and depression, and for treatment for all that. Uh, there's a weightiness to life, relationally, physically, emotionally. Uh, there's a weightiness to our financial situations for many, weightiness to jobs and work. And, uh, and, and the holiday season, it, doesn't, it brings us a momentary happiness, but it doesn't necessarily bring us that internal joy. In fact, many times we just kind of put on a smile and go through the motions. We have everything else going on. And so we need those environments. We need to find those environments where we feel like we can really tap into the source of joy, environments and places that will lift us. And Isaiah made this promise in his book, the prophet Isaiah prophesied hundreds of, year, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. He prophesied about a Christ child that would come and that would um, bring joy uh, with his coming. And so let's take a look, Isaiah 61, three. It says this, we've looked at it before. To give them beauty for ashes. I wanna point out a, a powerful word right here in the scripture. It's the word for, three letter word, look for it in here, okay? To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That word for really speaks to an exchange. Jesus came, amen? Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years before he came. Jesus came so we could exchange the heaviness of this world, the mourning of this world, the ashes of this world for what he has, amen? And we celebrate that. Isaiah prophesied that. 
He goes, we're going to celebrate. He, perhaps he, without even knowing how we would celebrate this, he says, what this is really for is your opportunity to exchange that which is dead and dying in your life, your beauty, that, that which that causes a heaviness, a, a mourning or a depression for joy and putting on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I want, to, want you to know this, everything about God is designed to lift you. That's why it's important to be on his path, amen? That's where his path leads. So everything about God is designed to lift you. And we spent some time the last few weeks talking about that. Psalms 3.3, here's what the word says. But you, O Lord, are the shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. He's the one who lifts us up. He's the one who lifts the burdens. He's the one who lifts the heaviness. He's the lifter of my head. It's not the season that we're in, although it's fun and exciting for some. Although we have people in our life, they're not the lifters up of your head. Your job, the economy, the politics, things going right, things going wrong. Those aren't lifters up of you. Jesus is, God is the lifter of our head. God sent his son, Jesus, Isaiah prophesied, to create environments or a way that we can lift or he will lift those heavy burdens off our life. And the result being joy. And I think in this time of the year, it's good to be reminded because we'll replace a, a fleeting feeling, a season for, for uh, mistake that for something deeper where we're just understand we're just in a season, but our joy comes from a source. And so even in the season, it's important to be reminded where our joy really comes from. I think maybe especially in the season. Uh, let me ask you a quick question, just curious. How many of you have already finished your Christmas shopping? Anybody already finished Christmas shopping? Okay, I just want you guys to know there's people in here that don't like you right now. They just don't. <laughs> not me, I love everybody. I'm your pastor. How many of you have not yet finished your shopping? Come on, people. Don't let your loved one know me. Okay, right. Procrastinating, right? I'm surprised you lifted your hand then. All right, what's that? I'll lift it later. I don't want to do it right now. Hey, uh... <laughs> But, but listen, we, we're in a season that there's so many things associated with this season that really could bring us some happiness, but really there's some things that maybe it's not so happy. And I, I heard a story uh, about a gentleman who was a few days before Christmas, he needed to go shopping so, uh, for his wife. So he took his, his uh, toddler, took his little boy with him. And so he went to the store, put him in the cart, was pushing him around the store, busy, packed out place, already stressed out with all the people there. Just a couple more days before Christmas, had a few things left to get. He's pushing the cart with his little boy and there's boys just screaming, just screaming and throwing a fit and crying and screaming and, and, and the dad's pushing the cart and he's just saying, Albert, it'll be okay. It'll be all right, Albert. Just hang in there, Albert. It'll be okay. Just a little bit longer, Albert. The boy's just screaming and the dad's just calmly, just a little while longer, Albert. It'll be okay. Just hang in there a little while longer. And there was a lady that watched him navigate the, the crowd and go through it with his son just screaming and crying. And so she came up to him and, and very kindly just said to him, sir, I just want to commend you. It's a busy place, a lot happening with your boy screaming, and you just are speaking to Albert so calmly. And the man said, looked at her and said, oh, no, ma'am, this is little Timmy. I'm Albert. <laughs> I said, come on, come you're laughing because you've been there. That's right, that's what it is. But it's a crazy time, and it's times that life gets heavy. That's the reality of it. And we need to be in environments that lift. And I believe that's what church is all about. And I really believe that's what Christmas is all about, is a reminder. And as a church, we're committed to creating these environments for you. And actually, our heart is. And however many people come, come, and whatever happens, happens. And really, our, our hope is that whoever comes leaves different. That our intention is that every time we gather, we're doing the best we can to create environments that will lift you because so many other things weigh you down. 
And that spirit of the heaviness in the world is always trying to, to pull you back down. And, and, I, and I heard it said this way one time that, that life has a gravity to it. That's why levity is so important. Amen? That's why joy is, so, joy is so important to lift us up. And we try and create moments and environments that you leave different than how you came in. Maybe, maybe a little bit lifted. And, and really, the, the reality is when you have true joy, what happens around about you really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on around about you. You can still be lifted on the inside because joy is not external, it's internal. Amen, everybody? And so the other night we had, because you're planning Christmases and you have family and in-laws and all that, and so we do too, and so we had the other night, the only time that we could find to do uh, Christmas with my wife's family, the Fullers, we had the Fuller family Christmas at our house Friday night. So we got together and and we always look forward to that and everybody comes over to our house and we eat a big meal and then we all sit around the living room and and in our fireplace we put all the the gifts, Uh, we, we didn't do a tree this year, we put all the gifts right there on the mantle and and everything, and then someone passes them all out, and probably it looks the same, a lot like that in your house, and, and then we all have the, the gifts that are in front of us, or whatever, and then we go youngest to oldest, and all that, and it takes forever. Oh, sorry, honey. But uh, we do all that, and um, my nephew, he's 20, and he's fixing to go up, uh, up to uh, Lubbock to go to school, and he just made a comment. He said, he goes, hey, we need a little bit of Christmas music to lift the vibe a little, and he's a little need to pick up the spirit a little bit here. It was already, it was already fairly happy. I mean, we're fixing to pass out gifts, but it was interesting as comment. And sure enough, Cameron got her phone out and put it on the TV and, and put some Christmas music up there. And it really did. It kind of lifted the environment, you know, and I love Christmas music. Kind of just picks it up a little bit, lightened it, lightened the mood a little bit, lifted the environment. And just let me tell you that when the song started playing up there and I started listening to music and all of a sudden I looked up the, on the screen to see who it was, nothing says Merry Christmas like in sync. <laughs> nothing, says, nothing says Merry Christmas like a, a 1990s boy band. And I'm like, seriously? And I just couldn't wait for that song to be over. And then as soon as it changed, as soon as it changed another song, I was ready to say, bye, bye, bye. I was just, okay. Come on, show me some Christmas love. I worked all night for that joke. Too late, too late. So, but the music, it didn't matter really who was singing it. The music kind of lifted it up and... And I thought about that, you know, this, how it has that opportunity to lift our spirits a little bit. So I, I wanted to try something this morning. I'm a little nervous about it because the last few weeks, I mean, I've had a couple of wardrobe malfunctions last week with the garment of praise and all kinds of stuff. So right here is a, a, a dot, right? An Alexa dot. And uh, I don't know how, but there's a l- lady that lives in there that knows everything apparently. And, uh, but it's a real a dangerous experiment here because anything can happen. But let's just try something just for a moment. Let me ask her something. Alexa, tell us a Christmas joke. You know you overdid it for the holidays, when you have to buy wrapping paper by the mile. I don't, I don't even know what she said. I don't really understand that. Okay, I'm gonna, let's, I don't know what that was. See, it's risky. Let's give her one more chance. Alexa, tell us a Christmas joke. You know you overdid it with your holiday lights. When the space station calls and says, hey, we're trying to sleep up here. All right. Anybody need a last-minute gift? This is, this is available right now. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Enough of the jokes. Obviously, we need to move on from the jokes. But, but I, that moment just was an amazing moment, and all of a sudden, the music started playing. So I'd been listening to some Christmas music. I love it. And a couple weeks ago, I heard a song I had never heard before. And just listening to it in my car, listening, my wife just said, man, we've listened to it like a million times before service. And, and I have, because I love it. And I want to play a, a little bit of it for you this morning. So Alexa, play Jesus, Oh, What a Wonderful Child. Here's Jesus, Oh, What a Wonderful Child by Mariah Carey on Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. 
See if you know this one. Can't go wrong with Mariah Carey at Christmas. Bobbing out there. Oh, what a wonderful child. Come on, Mariah. Jesus, Jesus. A little bit of swaying, so clapping. It, it changed. It just changed, right? It just changed. Just a, just, a, just a 30 seconds of that song, that environment changed just a little bit, lifted a little bit. And I love it. I love the gospel part of it. Uh, Mariah Carey does a song great. And I just think that there's important things that, that we can environments, we get these environments during the season, especially that maybe just lift our spirits for a little bit. And that's great. But then here's what happens. So we have a moment where it seems like our spirit is lifted. And then all of a sudden we're moving on with our Christmas festivities and, and a little bit earlier, maybe you're, you're getting ready to decorate for Christmas and you get the tree out and, and all of a sudden you pull out the lights and it's like, and it's amazing how quickly we can go from one lifted environment to one not lifted environment. And that's me. And the reason why I said that we didn't have a tree this year, because I'm done. I'm done with Christmas trees. I'm done <laughs> decorating the trees. I get so frustrated because for me, I can be in a good mood and I pull this out and I'm like, who left this like this last year? And my wife, first it just points that you did, right? It's like, why, why would I do that? And so it's like this moment of happiness, if you will, this seasonal feeling. So we can't base our joy based on a season, but on a source. It's because it's based on our circumstances. So we can play music to lift our spirit. And then we come to another moment and all of a sudden it's gone. That joy is gone. And we, we're experiencing this, this, this tangled mess and and I think that's exactly what happens to people because when I come to this moment right here, no matter what mood I'm in, it seems like, and for me, what happens is in this moment, I just can't do it. I just can't, I can't, I can't handle that. I'll just put it down and leave the room and, and my wife and Camry will spend time sitting on the floor and, and untangling it. And, and it strikes me as that there's so many of us like that, that we go from moment to moment, we're up and down because we, we forget where our joy is based out of and, and we can have a moment during the season where we're lifted in one second and then we face, we come into a circumstance and all of a sudden it changes and, and we walk away and our, our life is still tang a tangled mess and we haven't really addressed the issue. And we can't really find that joy as long as our life looks like this and this tangled mess and I think that's what many of us face in life We'll only go back when we walk away from those moments. We'll only go back to the tangled mess that our life is. And that's not what Christmas is, and that's not what God was about. Because you have a promise that came at Christmas time. And it's a promise that your life does not have to look like this. Amen. That's the promise of Christmas. You can have the joy that God speaks of because it's not the season, it's the source. See, the season will bring you happiness, but the source will bring you joy. And so in the Christmas story, let's look at two scriptures, two verses, Luke 2, 10 through 11. Luke 2, 10 through 11. And really, here's where the, the angels come to announce the birth of Jesus. And, and, and they, they don't tell everybody. Understand that they don't go tell everybody. Now, they do in a sense that we have that now, and it's for everybody. But the angels come to a very intentional, specific group of people. And we know who that is, the shepherds. The Bible says the angel appeared to the shepherds. That's interesting to me, because of all the people to carry this message to, they went to the ones that perhaps carry the most weight. I mean, think about it. The shepherd job is not a glamorous job. I mean, we glamorize it and we 
the shepherds are like these really cool, awesome dudes out there, these rugged outdoor guys or whatever that looks like. But understand back in that day, it was miserable to be a shepherd. You were isolated for weeks on time. You didn't see, no one wanted to be around you. And perhaps you got that job because you just didn't, you were rejected by everybody. It was a horrible job. It was a miserable job. And here on the side of the hills in Bethlehem, on a cold night, isolated by themselves where everybody else is at home or doing something different, this is a group of people that the angels showed up to to say, do not be afraid. And I love that idea because it doesn't matter who you are or where you are, the Christmas promise is for you. It didn't go to the people in the palace. It didn't go to the people in the religious centers or, or, or the big fancy buildings. He went to the, the shepherds, the ones that were carrying maybe the most weight in life. And so let's take a look at Luke 2, 10 through 11. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings. I bring you good news, a good report of great joy. Not just joy, great joy, which will be to all people, great joy. He says, I'm making you a promise I'm making you a promise. I'm making a promise to the people that are experiencing the most weight, to the ones that perhaps have the miserable moment of life right now, the depressed bunch out here on the back side of Bethlehem. And so look, the promise is not just of joy, but great joy. And not just for the shepherds, good tidings of great joy. And it, notice it said at the end there, for all people, all people, all people, everyone. Notice the Christmas promise is for everyone. Everybody was included in this promise. And it says in verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. I love that first line for there is born to you. Now understand the use of that word. You was not a plural you. And we take it as just like speaking you mankind, you humanity. And I don't think it's inappropriate to take it that way, but the, the real meaning of the word is like to you and you and you and you and you as if the angels were to appear to everyone on the planet at the same time and speaking directly to them. That's the context of this promise right here that he came, there is born to you this day, a savior, a savior, someone who will take everything you ever did, past, present and future and wash it away, cleanse it as if it never happened. He'll save you. That's what a savior does. A savior came to save you from your sins. And then goes on to say, who is Christ? Who is Christ? Which in the original text, which is Greek, is the one, Christ literally means the one who has the power to break the yoke of bondage off of your life. So he came to you and you and you and you and you, the Christmas promise of great joy. Because here's the thing, listen, a savior came to forgive you of your sin, but that doesn't mean that you're gonna live your life in great joy. How many are saved but not experiencing great joy all the time? Yes, there's joy knowing that when this life is over, I'll be in heaven one day. There is a joy of salvation, but listen, then we still have life to live. And so he says, a savior to give you the joy of your salvation in heaven one day. But listen, then Christ who breaks the bondage off your life, the yoke of bondage off your life, so you can live with great joy while you're here on the planet. It's the promise of Christmas. I'm going to heaven and... I can live a life of great joy because the Christ breaks the bondage, the yokes of bondage off my life that no matter what's happening around about me, I have a joy not based on a season, but based on the source. That's the Christmas promise. I love that idea. So he'll not only save you, he will go back to your mess and help you fix it. He'll work with you. His promise is, I'll work with you to untangle the message is your life. 
See, Christmas is all about a promise of great joy. Listen, it's not just, again, not just going to heaven. It's, it's the Savior coming, but then it's also the Christ with the promise to help you untangle the mess of your life. And there are so many people, and here's what I, there's, there's so many people going to heaven and that's great, but our heart and our hope is that while you're on the planet, you can experience a great joy because there's a lot of us in here today that are saved and going to heaven, but the joy of life escapes us. And maybe it's because we, we get frustrated and, and, and our lives are a tangled mess. All our lives come like this in a tangled mess. And we forget the promise of Jesus coming and the promise that we take to this mess. And Christ then helps us untangle it. And it's for all people. And so we don't need to walk away from that mess and go back to a tangled mess. But we go back to it with a promise. And we work on it with Jesus. And really it's what everyone goes through. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard and I know it's not fun and, and it's not. And the truth is, honestly, you really can't do it by yourself. But we have to go through this process, taking the promise of Christ to our life, to our marriage, to our family, to our relationships, and get our pain and hurts untangled so you can have the joy that's been promised to you. And so once we, un once we untangle it, we, we, we know what happens. And <laughs> I want to attempt to untangle it. They did a really good job, overachievers. And so once we untangle this, you know what happens. You come to a point in this mess where all of a sudden you got a bulb missing. And who was the genius that decided it would be a good thing to make Christmas lights that when one's missing, none of them work? It was a racket. Sell more lights. So you, right? Just when, just when you're working and trying to get that mess untangled and stuff, all of a sudden you, you come to something's missing and, and, and something's not there that should be there. And so what the promise is, Christ is that he'll come and help you untangle your mess and then what he'll do is he'll help you find your place see because the truth is he has a place for everybody and, and the Christmas promise with Christ is that he'll help you untangle your mess and then he'll help you find your place and so the truth is listen here's a here's the thing the Christmas promise that we need that is that it doesn't all really work unless we're connected to each other and so my, my, my life doesn't work as it should if, if you're not connected to me and I'm not connected to you. And, and so we need to make sure that we all find our place and maybe it'd be finding our purpose. So the promise of Christ is that he'll come and help us untangle our mess and he'll help us find our purpose or our place. And again, we're all better together and we have to find our place. So the truth is like, I can't do my thing till you do your thing either. And so we need each other. And then, and then what happens is when you have your, your mess untangled and, and when everybody finds their place and then, and then you display it, right? You take it and you hang it on the tree or, or you hang it on your house or you hang it outside. And, and so not only so you see the beauty and experience the beauty of it, but so everybody else does as well. And so what's happening in your life is now a beautiful expression of God, not just so you have a light that's shining in beauty, but so that you can help find everybody else, find their place, if you will, and share the beauty of God with everybody else around about you. You have to display it. So the promise of Christmas is, the promise of Christmas is Christ came to help us untangle our mess, find our place, and then help us share it with everybody else so they can experience the beauty of it as well. And so you want to know what great joy is? It's allowing Christ to come and help untangle your mess. It's finding your place and it's being on display, if you will, and letting the beauty of God help everybody else and help them see what he has for their life. And that's, that's the promise of Christmas. 
So the Bible says that we need to let our light shine to glorify God in heaven, but there's one more step and you know it already. And some of us probably would have started there, but there's one more step and the most important one. And you can't really do the others without it. And, and that's this. You have to connect to the source. And none of it works. None of it works until you connect to the source. The source of all of it is Jesus. He's the, he's the child that came. He's the Savior. He's the Christ child that came to exchange the, the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when you connect to the source, yeah, yeah, you can get your mess untangled and, and you can find your place and, and you can display it. But without the source, it doesn't work. You need the source. In fact, you need the source for all of it to work. Because here's the reality of it. You have to know God. Because you can't fix your own mess. You can't find your own purpose without him. And you can't make a difference without him until you're plugged into the power source himself. That's the only way it works. Emmanuel, God with us. And I love that, that picture. We all can understand that. And, and here's the thing that we need to know in this season about the promise about Jesus coming. See, here's the thing. Jesus, Jesus didn't stand up there at the edge of heaven looking down on the earth he was already in heaven with the Father. He didn't just stand up there looking down and just shout down to us, send a message, send a message, send a message. Hey, get it together. Don't do that. Do that. Make a better choice. Hey, you need to, you need to get away from those people. You need to do this different. He came. He didn't just stand in heaven and shout down to the earth. This is the beauty of the Christmas story, the beauty of the promise that Isaiah prophesied. He came. He came from heaven to earth to bring heaven down, to help us untangle our mess, find our place, our purpose, be on display to help others show the beauty of his love. But we have to be connected to the power supply. And I love the picture about he came. It reminds me of a story. I heard others tell it. Um, my wife and I were talking about the other night. She said she read it, which she had read that story before. And it was a story about a, a family. It was a mom and dad and three kids. And the mom was just going through just a tough time. Just things were hard, difficult. She was really battling a lot of depression, uh, isolation, just had a lot of struggles. One day when the dad went to work and the kids went off to school, she packed a few things and just left. In fact, when the kids came home from school, they, they didn't find mom and they wondered why. It was unusual and they waited a little bit and still she didn't come home and they tried to contact her and no response. They called dad and said, mom's not here. And he's like, where is she? We don't know. And so he begins to text her and he begins to send emails and he's doing everything he can and, and he starts to panic a little bit. He starts communicating with all her relationships or people and he starts posting it and starts sending message to everybody. Hey, where is she? We can't seem to find her. Does anybody know? Has anybody seen her? Hundreds of messages, hundreds of calls a couple days go by. After one day, in fact, they went to the police and the police came to the house. He says, we have no idea where she is. We just came home and she was gone and we've been texting and we've been calling and emailing. We sent so many messages, hundreds of them, no response whatsoever. And the police noticed by discussion with the, with the dad that, that she had taken some stuff with her and packed it and got in the car and left. And to them, it was like, well, maybe she just left because it looks like she intentionally grabbed some items and then left and took the car and left you. I'm sorry, there's nothing else we could do. And so the dad was just, he didn't know what to do. So he did the only thing he could do. And he hired a private investigator as the story goes. And the private investigator, after a few days, called the dad and said, we found her. We, we, we found her. We know where she is. And he's just, where is she? And he's like, and they told him that she's in this uh, hotel in the shady, shady part of town. And, and he asked her, is she okay? Well, we don't know. Is she alone? Well, we don't know. But they gave the dad the address. The dad loads the kids in the car and they speed quickly to the hotel room. And 
knock on the door and she opens the door and there they're all standing right there and she just quietly, doesn't say a thing, quietly goes and gets her items, puts them back in a bag, goes and gets in the car. They don't say a word until they get home and the dad sends the kids off to the room and, and he looks at her and he says, what happened? Where, you've been gone all this time. We, had, we didn't know. And I texted you and said, you have hundreds of texts, hundreds of phone calls, emails from me. We, we did all this stuff to try to find you. You didn't respond to any of it. Why did you all of a sudden just decide to get in the car? She looked at him and said, because you came. You came. I don't know where you're at in life today. But, but Jesus could have stayed in heaven and he, he could have sent us the message in his scripture. He, 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 could have sent, he could have sent the message in, in a song. He could have sent the message in, 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 in a prophetic word from somebody. He, he could have sent the message in a preacher. He could have sent the message in an angel proclaiming something, but he came. He came for you personally. Not that you'll read and get a message. He came for you. And isn't that the story of Christmas? Is that Jesus came from heaven to earth to fulfill the promise of the Father, to help us entangle the mess of our life, to help us find our place and purpose, to connect us with others, to show the beauty of his life and stay connected to the power. He came so we could connect with him. And that is the story of Christmas. That's the promise. And in that, in that promise, we can have not just joy, but great joy. Because joy is not about a season, it's about the source. And so as long as you and I, no matter what's going on in this dark, crazy world round about us, he came so we could stay connected to the source and experience the great joy he always intended for us. Because he is a good and faithful God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My heart, my hope in this series, in the message today, that we do remember the reason why Jesus came. That our, that the season that we our end is not just something that we experience happiness and, and we understand that, but it's not, it's not where our joy comes from. And so don't mistake our, don't look for our joy in the season. Happiness is great, but listen, our joy comes from the source and the promise that he would come to earth one day. Not just send messages, not just have people tell you something, but come for you himself. And yes, as a savior, so you can go to heaven one day with him, but yes, as Christ so that you can live your time on the earth having those bondages and things off your life broken and taken away so you can experience the joy that he always intended. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.